0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Happy Friday, everyone. On today's show, we discuss Calgary's signing of Nazem Kadri, their trade with Montreal to create the cap space with some complicated conditions, and a discouraging update on Carey Price. All that and more on today's Locked On NHL.
0: Your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome to the Friday edition of Locked On NHL. I am Rachel Donner from Locked On Flyers. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here, as always, on Fridays with Gil Martin of Locked On Islanders. You can find him on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. Gil, how you doing today?
0: I am good. It's Friday. It's got to be good. So uh, how about you?
1: I'm doing pretty good as well. We are going to talk a little bit about your Islanders related to this Calgary deal coming up very soon. But thanks for making Locked on NHL your first listen every day. We are free and available on all podcasting platforms. Plus, you can watch us over on YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, in I think what was somewhat of a surprise move yesterday, uh, Nazem Kadri signed with the Calgary Flames, and of course, we've been waiting for most of the summer. To find out where Nazem Kadri would end up, all indications were that Lou Lamarillo had some secret behind-the-scenes deal. Apparently, not the case, or not good enough, whatever it was. And Kadri decided to head to Calgary. He signed a seven-year deal for a seven million cap hit per season. It's a, a real doozy of a contract considering that he's going to be turning 32 this fall. So it'll take him through age 38, which I think if you're Calgary and you're sort of thinking about a short term window, that's not going to matter much in the long run.
0: No. And, and you know, you, you may figure by years five, six and seven of this contract that kadri uh, may be... a. Uh, Candidate for the LTIR or for stashing him in the AHL if the cap situation really gets bad. But that's getting way ahead of ourselves, and hopefully it does not come to that. Uh, But for the short term, uh, they certainly got themselves a very good hockey player, the player who is probably ranked second among forwards as far as available unrestricted free agents is concerned, and someone who will give them a little juice offensively. Uh, as they head into the season. A lot of change in Calgary this year, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, and I do think you have to give Brad Trey Living in Calgary some real credit here because Johnny Goudreau obviously left and signed in Columbus, and then Matthew Kachuk basically demanded a trade because he said he wasn't going to re-sign with the team. They made a pretty good deal with Florida, for that deal. And, you know, he got Jonathan Huberto, Mackenzie Wieger from the Panthers as part of that deal, managed to re-sign Jonathan Huberto or extend him. Uh, which was, you know, a big part of what had to get done in order to make the deal worth it in the long run. And, you know, now getting Nazem Khadri, when Johnny Goudreau is the number one free agent, you get the number two free agent in return. That is some good GMing.
0: Yeah, it is. And I like the way they were sort of able to make maneuvers. They they lost, you know, two 100-point scorers, In one offseason and a lot of teams would be completely decimated by that. He goes out and finds a way to improve the team and get them back some quality offensive players. Got to give credit where credit is due.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. And, you know, another thing he was able to do is avoid arbitration with Andrew Mangiapani, who's like a big part of their offense this past season. They have a tremendous goaltender locked up in Jacob Markstrom. So they're pretty solid there. And I think that this is a time for them to really continue to go for it the way they have uh, like this past season. And I think really the weak spot on this Calgary team right now is their defense. Uh, I I think that that's kind of the one thing they have to worry about. Uh, They currently, though, don't have a single defenseman with a cap hit over five million, which is crazy to think about.
0: That is. It's not easy to do that in the modern league. But, you know, maybe that is a reflection of the lack of proven talent, at least at that position right now.
1: Yeah, I absolutely think so. And uh, so I I think that all things being equal, uh, Bradshaw Living, if it turns out well for him, he could end up with a GM of the Year award.
0: Yeah, if it works out, it would be a heck of a lot of moves. And you got to give him credit. You really got to give him credit for dealing with what had to be a very difficult situation and turning it around. Obviously we have to see how this plays out on the ice once the season gets underway. But overall, a uh, lot of, a lot of uh, impressive moves made under the circumstances.
1: Right. And uh, we do have to talk about the effect now on the New York Islanders because Uh, you know, with them being the presumed home for for Nazem Kadri,
0: Yeah, a lot of Islander fans and a lot of Islander experts were looking at that possibility and and sort of almost banking on it, as you had mentioned earlier uh, on the show, that everyone thought Lou had some secret deal, that the contract was signed, and they were just waiting to make a few trades to clear up some cap space. So I guess from an Islander's perspective, I'm pleased they didn't get Kadri only because he's a center and that is not really where their needs are. They would have had to have moved somebody else uh, or either change their position or trade one of their centers away. But where do you get the, the scoring wing that this team still needs? There aren't quite as many high quality goal scorers out there in free agency, probably have to go the trade route right now.
1: Yeah, I, I just don't see where there are many options for the Islanders out there, especially considering they kind of waited everything out during the bulk of free agency and when a lot of those trades were happening around the draft.
0: Yeah, and you know the only move they made at the draft was trading this year's first round pick for Alexander Romanov. They needed the puck-moving defenseman that made a certain amount of sense. And he's what, 22, 21. He's he's young. He still has uh, the potential to get better. But as far as the goal scorer is concerned, the one thing that I'm concerned about, I don't think the Islanders can afford to wait until the trade deadline or later on in the off season, because there's not that much off season left uh, before making a move. They were 22nd in the league in goals scored this year. And that was with some players having Uh, career years, I really think they need to add somebody on the wing who could put the puck in the net. And if they don't do it, this team is treading water and the teams around them are getting better.
1: Yeah. It's just, it's just a tough spot and the Metro is so tough right now. And I think, you know, obviously other than the flyers, I think everybody could be competitive depending on how things go. So uh, we'll be curious to see what Lou Lamarillo chooses to do Uh, as far as uh, the flames go they were able to make the cap space to sign Cadre by trading Sean Monahan to the Montreal Canadiens, And they had to pay the Canadians a 2025 conditional first round pick and the exchanges for basically nothing. It's future considerations, but that was the price that uh, Calgary had to pay in order to make that cap space. Um, Sean Monaghan, it's uh, just a a rough situation, and I think that that first-round pick is going to be worth it for Montreal in the end. Uh, Absolutely. And We're going to talk about those crazy conditions in the next segment, but he's been really injured, been a healthy scratch, and um, he just hasn't really gotten a lot of ice time. So I think that Montreal may end up having to put him on IR.
0: Yeah, and I guess the advantage to that, if you put him on IR or LTIR, you could save that cap space as well. But uh, yeah, it's uh, not an easy situation, and and certainly, you know, Monahan only statistically the last two years a shadow of what he once was. You know, two time a uh, three time, excuse me, thirty goal scorer and. Uh, you know, nowhere close to that last year.
1: Well, he's got a 6.375 cap hit for this one more year. So after that, they can get him off the books. So all in all, a cap hit like that for... Uh, a first round pick i think that's a good deal for montreal we're going to talk again about those conditions in the next segment and we're going to talk about why the habs think they had that cap space and that has to do with carrie price coming up next but first we're going to hear about our friends at bet online
0: BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, NBA, the NHL, of course, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting scores and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to bet online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts.
1: Gil, the conditions of that 2025 first round pick were exceedingly confusing, a, a maze. It's the longest conditions I think I've seen in, in a while, but I think I sort of have a handle on it. All right, let's, and hear
0: this. let's hear this.
1: So, and it makes a lot of sense in the grand scheme of things because right now, Calgary has two first round picks that year. They have their own and they have the one they got from Florida in that deal that had Kachuk and Huberto and all of that. Right. So they have two picks. And so this is mostly to determine which pick Montreal is going to get. And that pick, though, is that Florida pick is lottery protected. So there's a lot of different scenarios. Now, Calgary has offered up a scenario where they can have the 2024 first round pick if Calgary's own pick is between 20 and 32. They can just say, forget that mess in 2025. We'll take your first round pick now and everything's done. But if Montreal chooses not to do that, then there's the two different scenarios. So assuming Calgary gets that Florida pick, that it is not top 10 for Florida, then Montreal gets the better of the two picks. If Calgary's pick is top 10 and Florida's pick is not top 10, Montreal gets Florida's pick.
0: Okay. You got it so far? I think so. Yeah.
1: (laughs) All right. And then if for some reason, Florida's pick winds up being a top 10 pick, so Calgary doesn't get that first round pick, And Calgary, then their lone first-round pick, their own pick, is not top 10. Montreal gets Calgary's pick. And if Florida's pick is not top 10, because there's even though it's not in Calgary's hands, it's going to be taken into consideration because it's currently on the table as an option, right? Yeah. So if Florida's pick is not top 10 and is a better pick than Calgary's Montreal will also get as a bonus, a fourth round pick in 2024, just because they didn't get the better of the two picks in right, that right. scenario. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. And then, so again, Calgary doesn't get Florida's pick. So they only have their own pick. Right. But their own pick is top 10. Then Montreal gets Calgary's first round pick.
0: Okay. Right? Okay. But
1: if Calgary for some reason gets the number one overall pick, Calgary wants to keep that pick, right?
0: Uh-huh. So
1: they'll bump the pick to 2026 and Montreal will get an extra third round pick as a bonus.
0: Got it. <laughs> <laughs> you know so how it long all it
1: makes sense if you think about it. It
0: does make sense. I'm just trying to figure out how long it took. The, the general managers and their assistants <laughs> and the lawyers involved and the capologists involved to work all of this out because it couldn't have been 10 minutes. That's for sure.
1: No. And I think that, you know, Montreal wanted to ensure that they were getting the better pick in any scenario and right. that's how you do it. But Calgary also wanted to protect themselves in case they got the first overall pick. Right.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, Wow. Wow, wow, yeah. wow. So
1: again, I think that's some some really complex work there, but I think it all makes sense. And uh, well, I'll see you in 2025 to see what happens, I guess.
0: <laughs> well, we certainly have a lot to think about between now and then, let's put it that way.
1: <laughs> we do. Uh, switching over to the CAP space and why Montreal thought they could take on Monahan contract is that we did hear from Kent Hughes that Carey Price's knee is still injured and that it's very unlikely he'll be able to play this season uh, because he would need surgery and extensive rehab in order to do so. Um, and that could, you know, depending on if he decides to get surgery or not, uh, determine what will happen with the rest of his career.
0: Yeah, I, I I certainly feel for Kerry Price and all he's been through. It has not been an easy couple of years for him, with the injuries and the off-field uh, issues that he's been going through. Uh, hopefully, he figures out you know what he wants to do with his future. And I, I mean, I would love to see him play again, but obviously, we have to see whether or not that's possible.
1: Yeah. And they're not going to comment on it further right now. Obviously, there's more to be determined. And if there's a statement to be made on Carey Price's career, they obviously want to make it separate from this trade. Right. Yeah. Uh, because Carey Price is worthy of special consideration in all of this. But I, I just, it's so heartbreaking to see just because uh, you really kind of wanted him. To go out on his own terms, he yeah. has been such a mainstay and such a dynamic goaltender in this league, and you know he's certainly a role model to other goaltenders who are up and coming. I know Carter Hart, especially, really loves Carrie Price and and everything that um, Price has accomplished in the league, and so for him to be just out of the game seems unfathomable in a lot of ways
0: it is and he he has been so good for so long and unfortunately you know a lot of players most players don't get to go out on their own terms you know that a few years down the line in montreal there's going to be carrie price night uh, oh, of course, and and there'll be and and nobody does tributes like the Canadians to honor their history and their past players. Do you think if his career is over now, Carey Price is a hockey Hall of Famer?
1: Oof, uh, you know, I, you have to say yes, right? I would think. I mean, how many times has he won the Vezina? At least five, if not more.
0: Yeah, he 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 certainly has earned. Uh, I mean, the accolades are there, the numbers are there. Obviously, you know, n- did not win a Stanley Cup, but he's got a Vesna, uh, a Hart Trophy, a Jennings Trophy. Uh, yeah, uh, I led the league in wins twice, led the league yeah. in save percentage and goals against average once. Uh, yeah, I-, I would have to say I, I would think he should be in but again uh, y- y- just disappointing to see if this is indeed the end of the line for him that he would go out this way.
1: Yeah and I should have said he didn't get all those Vezinas but he was in the top um finalists for right. for right. several Vezina years so I, I think that he he's just had such an impact on the league and I certainly hope that Um, he does what's best for him and makes his own decisions. So uh, hopefully we'll have some good news from him. But again, if not um, stick taps to carry price as well. Uh, We do have more to talk about coming up next. We've got a new location for the draft and the NHL awards. Plus uh, world juniors are wrapping up. So we're going to talk about all of that the announcement that Nashville will be hosting the NHL awards and the draft next year. And I think both of those events have a bit of a party atmosphere. And I think Nashville is the perfect place for it.
0: Yeah. I mean, Nashville, the music, the, the atmosphere, it it would be of all the places you could hold a draft and have that big party yeah, Nashville up there. The awards also very celebratory kind of a thing, and I think Nashville will do a very good job of putting together, uh, you know, an event that the league and the fans can be proud of.
1: Yeah, I think so too. Uh, I did go to the All Star game that was held there. I didn't attend the game. I attended the skills competition, but was in Nashville for the whole stretch of time. And uh, that was the whole John Scott situation Uh (laughs) with the All-Star voting, which we talked about uh, a couple of weeks ago when we talked about the tenure of Gary Bettman. But that was so wild, that whole thing. And I think it being in Nashville... Uh, made it such a great atmosphere. Um, There was some amazing booing of Patrick Kane at (laughs) that event as well. And Nashville fans are just a real trip. And I always love being in that arena. It's so much fun. They do know how to put on a show and I'm sure they'll have a ton of great musical guests as part of everything. So I'm excited and hopefully, maybe fingers crossed, get to go to that one.
0: I hope you can, and and it'll be a fun time. No question about that.
1: It will. All right, World Juniors. Uh, we are up to the semifinals today, and we have uh, Canada playing Czechia in the first of the two games. And man, Czechia upset Team USA four to two in the quarterfinals, and they just played Team USA. Uh, tooth and nail the entire time and absolutely deserved that win so I'm excited to see how they match up against Canada in the medal round Uh, so far Mason McTavish of Team Canada is leading scoring in the tournament with 14 points uh, seven goals seven assists they won their quarterfinal five to three versus Switzerland, who really hung in there, I Didn't think, uh, unexpectedly. And uh, I think Canada felt a little shaky after that game. And they know what they're up against with Czechia, again, who just upset Team USA. So it's going to be a much more difficult game for them in their semifinal. But They are second in the power play in the tournament. So it should be a really good game between Canada and Czechia. Gil, who do you think will come out of this one victorious?
0: I I think Canada has to be the favorite. They they are on paper the better team, but it's not going to be easy. Do not underestimate Czechia. I think this will be closer than anybody thought before this tournament started.
1: I think so, too. But I think you're right. Uh, I just think Canada has a lot more depth at their disposal and uh, looking forward to seeing what Flyers prospect Tyson Forster can do in the semifinals and the medal games. Uh, He had the first goal in their quarterfinal game. Uh, Speaking of Flyers prospects, in our other semifinal, we have Sweden versus Finland, which is always a good time in games between these two countries. And the Flyers have a prospect, Emil Andrea, who has been playing extremely well for Team Sweden. And Gil, your Islanders have a prospect, Atu Ratu, who has been playing really well for Team Finland.
0: Yeah, he has really been on fire and leading Finland and just picking up bushels worth of points. And, you know, I'm just looking forward to seeing how this experience improves him as a prospect. He came over to North America at the very end of the AHL season, played the last two games, played in the playoffs. This is just another step in his development, and I'm really happy to see him playing well.
1: Yeah, uh, Ratu is number four in scoring overall in the tournament as of now. uh, Three goals, six assists. Uh, Andrea is the top defenseman in scoring in the tournament right underneath at the five spot, four goals, four assists. So, you know, both of them, again, having really solid tournaments, So that's good to see for our pipelines. Uh, Joachim Kemmel, who was drafted in this year's draft, is also having a great tournament for Finland. Always like watching him play. And again, Sweden versus Finland is a death match. And so um, very much looking forward to this game.
0: It's a great rivalry. And... Uh... It's it's a little friendly and it's a little not friendly. You know, it's one of those uh, great, great hockey rivalries on the international stage. And I'm looking forward to seeing
1: that one play out. Exactly. I'm afraid to make a pick in this one. I will admit to being chicken on that front.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with Finland because I think they're just sort of the hot hand right now. But it is going to be tough.
1: It really is. Uh, so once again, the semifinals are Today. The medal games are on Saturday. Looking forward to all of that. That will do it for today's show. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, Gil, of course, will be back on Monday with his show, checking in on NHL teams with hosts from around the league. We'll both be back next Friday. We'll recap the week that was and talk about topics around the NHL. Uh, I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at RMiriam. Gil is on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-B-S-N-Y-I. Have a great weekend, everybody. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.